1: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
2: This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey
3: Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, hour number three already on this Sunday morning. Welcome back. Uh, well, I'm Captain Mickey Eastman, producing the Outdoor Show this morning. Is Jace, and let's head down Way now. Let's check in with our good friend Captain Bink Grimes down there, sun, Sunrise Lodge, see what's up with him this morning. Bink, tell me some stories, buddy. <laughs> what's up, man? Well... well.
4: Not a whole lot, got the day off today, going to get back at it tomorrow but uh right uh, it's uh it hadn't been too bad it it's uh been pretty good actually good. last last couple of days yeah we I hadn't been able to get in the water the last two days I got to wade tomorrow, but I've drifted the last two days and we've thrown uh we've thrown bass assassins and all kinds of different worms everything and done done pretty well uh good yeah, yeah it's uh you know it's not a it's just a uh, this time of year, you know. They bite and they shut off. They bite and they shut off, and they just yeah, you just gotta keep small, right? Real small they are, especially when you're on a oh, uh fireball of a moon that we're on right now, you know. And it's mm-hmm. just uh, that sucker dipped down. You know, well, I guess we left the dock about five thirty yesterday morning. That that moon you know, disappeared at about 4.30. I said, oh, she." you know, there, there's your miner. It's gone. So you got yeah. to kind of pick at them and wait till the, they pick back up. It picked back up about nine o'clock and we started catching pretty, pretty good. We just kind of picked at them until then. Then we, we, they bit for about an hour, hour and 15 minutes, pretty good. and Had some good ones, let go of a bunch of fish. So, uh, you know, pretty good. Charlie had a pretty good one on. We were, seemed like everywhere we went we were drifting about five 500 yards away from each other we i'd i'd uh i'd go somewhere else and then he'd go somewhere else and then about an hour later we look up and there he is and there i am and we're mm. kind of got the same kind of deal and he and i could hear he <laughs> he lost a pretty big one at the boat yesterday uh oh, boy. I, yeah he had a pretty good one at the boat and, and then uh i think friday friday we had a real good one too that we let go uh so you know, there, there's there's good with the the. It's not uh, the water's not great, but it's you know good enough. And uh, <clears throat> had a the wind tried to change at about nine thirty, ten o'clock yesterday, it would switch to the east southeast and uh, just a little bit, and then it'd come back west a little bit, and then mm. then it'd go back east. You know, you just I guess that that high was was shifting you know over there to the east of us which we that's kind of what we've been waiting to do so but yeah yes, like to i mean it's some
3: hot. east in the wind for the rest of the year <laughs> wouldn't that be nice that would be a little sweet, low pressure
4: it? yeah oh, a little low pressure I'd, I'd love to see some some storms mm-hmm. building in the gulf and you know that where we got to run from them during, during the middle of
3: fishing and then yeah, hey, afternoon th- you know, thunder bumpers yeah. like we usually get with a southeast or east wind, you know, on a normal summer. Yeah.
4: That'd be great. You know, you look up right now and you go, good Lord, it's dry, you know. And it was two months ago, it was, it was, you know, pretty wet around here. Yeah, it with, was. Mosquitoes and we had, man, I hadn't swatted a mosquito here in a month now. And uh, so, you know, and our, our mosquitoes too are <laughs> people, you know, you don't have rain, but if your tides ball up, it, it gets those mosquitoes going in the marsh too. But man, we you know we ain't had it had a a bull tide a month, which is normal. We're in July, you know, and and when you get those, you get high pressure on the top of you, and it just sucks it out of here. And that's what it right. that's what it's doing. All the reefs are showing, and um, you know, so uh, but we're we're gonna try to get in the water in the morning. And uh, throw a few top waters in the morning. There you go. That'll be good. If I get, we can get a spot. Uh, I think, you know, there's, there's a, it wasn't, you know, for a weekend, it really wasn't, for a holiday weekend, it really wasn't, uh, wasn't bad on the water yesterday. Pretty, pretty nice. So not, not a whole lot of, of boaters and everybody that was there were, were halfway courteous. It was kind of uh, refreshing.
3: <laughs> well, after talking to Lynn earlier, it sounds like everybody's in Port O'Connor this weekend. <laughs> <God> well, Lord. <laughs> I don't
4: dare go down there, you know. There's a, there's a couple of spots that I, that I will fish down there. It's about 32 miles from from Matagorda and it's it's that little flat there by the by the jetty in the path. Mm. uh that I I've, I've been down there about 10 times since June and it's been really, you know, you go down there it's a long way, but you go down there and you, you catch and release, you know, fifty trout. You know, fifty right. on a good day. You're gonna you're gonna catch that many, you know, on topwaters and and mm-hmm. worms and stuff. And that's why we make the trek. But I don't dare go down there on a on a holiday weekend or on a no. Saturday because <laughs> I'm in the middle of that place and I will get smooth run over. I bet.
5: <laughs> <clears throat>
4: you know, not not just by people coming to fish there, but people going to those. Those houses across the uh, uh, to the
3: island, you know, they just make yeah. Them when they line come out of uh, the intercoastal oh. there by the little jetties, they just cut straight yes. across there. Yeah, I know where. And don't give about. a don't uh, give uh, a don't
4: care give who's in front of them, uh. and don't even know that the uh, the flats there. And and I mean, just
3: <laughs> why well, they don't run shallow water that. boats, man? They can run right across <laughs> the top of the fishing grounds with them. So well,
6: that's what they're doing. <laughs> so.
3: Yeah, Larry, there's yeah. been a little bit of talk on social media some people talking about uh, you know, especially down south, they're not they're not uh ready for these limits to go back to the to the norm September first. They're they're wishing that they would uh, hold off another year or so and let their fisheries keep building up. What do you think about that? I'm a hundred percent for it. Yeah, I mean that's what I, I mean
4: we've just we've seen in the last two years, we've, we've sat here, we've changed attitudes, we've protected these fish and, and man, we have, we have watched it. We, we've watched, it's just gotten 10 times better. I mean, yeah. when you can sit there like yesterday, when you can sit there and release two two and a half pound fish all the, you know, all day long. And I mean, it, when you used to never do that, you know, right. you, it just. We just didn't do that. So you know that the pressure uh on these fish is just tremendous and and, and man I looked I looked yesterday and I almost I, I just almost hate it in the summertime when the winds are, are light. It, it makes it easier on us to catch fish, but it just brings them all out and they get all on those reefs and man with those buckets and I'm telling you, just slaughters going on. And I am right. go, man, what are we doing? What are we doing? And they just come back and just slaughters all over just the cleaning table. Just, you know, and what are well, we You know, doing? that was
3: the big deal when all this transpired, when they cut the limits. Everybody just, especially the gads, they all went bonkers going, oh, we're going to lose all of our business. I think everybody's business is getting better because the fishery's coming back quicker, and – I mean, people are accustomed to it. You know, it's like the yep. gas prices. Everybody thinks gas is cheap now. They get numb to no. it. They get and, numb uh, to it. Yeah. And it, uh, three fish is plenty per person. Plenty. Plenty, plenty. You know, you we know, used to even... not think that. But, uh, now that we've done it, it, uh, it's no big deal. Hey.
4: No big deal. To preserve
3: <laughs> the fishery. I mean, seriously. And if we are going to and... grow, a better fishery and have bigger and better fish for people to fish for their personal best trout ever. And, you know, a lot of people hadn't experienced what it's like to start catching seven and eight pound fish. And no, they uh, there's nothing like it.
4: No, there's not. And, uh, you know, just like my guys yesterday, you know, you can, you can keep three fish, but they, they told me going out, Hey man, if, if we catch a couple of, Male fish, we'll, we'll take a few home but but it's no big yeah. deal you know they told you know told me that straight out and uh and so i didn't have to give my spill on it but you know the the thing that bothers me is is parks and wildlife didn't even give us a chance to talk about it no. they just did it right you know i don't understand what what that's all about i mean we usually have these little scoping meetings and everything you go back and they want to hear uh you know, public comment, man, we, there wasn't no public comment on this. No, it was, hey, wasn't. we're taking it back to five. And, and I don't understand that. And I told some of the uh, uh, the members, because the, I know a few of them, I've got their, their phone number and uh, talked to them. You know, we go way back. And I told them, I said, man, we don't want this down here. No. Man, our fishery is coming back. We, you know, we do not want this. I mean,
3: for every 10 that don't want it, there's one that does. So the majority right. of the people I talk to, they want to leave it alone. They're, they're seeing such a rebound, and they're enjoying it. And, it, I mean, it's satisfying. I mean, when you can take a trip out like Cliff and all of them down there and go out and catch 50 and 60 really nice quality fish every day, that, that's awesome. That's That's what we do it for.
4: Awesome. Awesome, awesome. And, you know, we we used to – Well, you, you know, look at the, the way first... the
3: limits have been configured on the Texas coast since they started this. The upper coast up here, we're the ones that are still struggling, and everybody's rebounding immensely down that way just from the three fish limit and in that, in that slot they have. I mean, look how yep. – it's made a drastic change overnight. I,
4: I never got why they didn't include y'all. They didn't include y'all at the same time when we went from 10 to five, you know, right. and now this, I just, I don't get it. I, I just I don't, don't get it. And I mean, y'all, uh, you know, I see what's going sure, on. We're y'all, a bigger I mean, base
3: system and everything. I understand sure. all that, but it gets a lot more pressure too, day in and day sure out. Does. I mean, we're sitting when on a city with 4 million people in it.
4: When you're next to a metropolitan city like that, I mean, you're going to get it. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, and, and you know, and that's why we're getting more too because that city is is growing to the west and it's a whole lot easier if you live out here at Rosenberg and Katy and all that, Cyprus and all that. It's a whole lot easier to get to Matagorda than it is to Galveston now. So that's right. where we're seeing, you know, our influx too because all that gotcha. stuff's growing. Well. Man, I, I don't know what we can do. I, I don't know. Uh, I, all I know is we're going to stay... At High slides. We're going to keep. We're not going to keep killing fish, even because you know there's plenty of laws out there that don't make any sense, and this is one of. them. I'm talking about outside of fishing and just life, and right. and there's some things that we we, you know, we choose not to do, uh, just because it's lawful, but we know it's wrong, uh, and that's the same thing with this. You know, we're going we're going to sit here. We're going to do sure. what's best for the fishery, and and our customers don't care. Our customers listen to us. Uh, you know, if I, I, I people, some of the guys said, you know, it's just hard to tell somebody. I said, no, it isn't hard. No, it's, it's not hard to tell it, them. It's not at I, all. I
3: ask them every morning, hey, you know, y'all killing fish today or keeping fish? I need to know how much ice I need to put in the boat. And I said, well, <laughs> we may we may keep a couple, you know, for tacos or something, but we we don't yeah. kill no fish today. They're good with it. You hey, just ask. Sure. Them.
4: Sure. And,
3: Everybody and, uh, wants to be good stewards of the sport, and that's, you know. Well, Bink, I'm already out of time, brother. I'm sorry I right. uh, got you going, <laughs> and now i got to let now, you go, and i got people holding and all that. You know how it is. Well, look, I if somebody wants to come down and hang out and fish with you, how do they get a hold of you, buddy?
4: Yeah, nine seven nine two four one 241 1705 and All are at us. And we're getting out early, and we're getting off early. Uh, All but but right, we're, we're well, catching. Hey,
3: buddy. It's always good talking to you and uh, good luck with your wade in the morning. Go catch him up, brother. All right. Y'all have a good fourth. Thanks, Bink. See you, man. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. Later. All right. That's Bink Grimes down at Matagorda Sunrise Lodge. And I need to take a moment to te- tell everybody about one of my favorite soft plastic baits, and that's the Mirror Lure Little John. And, uh, you know, I've I've chunked it for years now, and there, there's just nothing better day in and day out. I can always catch and rely on this bait for good fishing. And check out at Mirler's other soft plastic products, like their Marsh Minna and uh, their Provoker. They've, uh, all these are scented baits. And what I like about the Little John, it's a three-and-three-quarter-inch soft plastic twitch bait. It throws like a bullet into the wind or downwind. It doesn't matter. Attach it to a jig head for wading or fishing out of the boat, and the Little John is lethal on speckled trout, redfish, and flounder. And the Little John is injected with a secret fish-catching scent. It has a darting action. It makes it irresistible to game fish. And the Little John is so tough and durable, one bait can last for days. I've caught dozens of trout on one particular bait. And the Little John comes in 14 popular fish-catching colors. It produces results day in and day out. That's the mirror lure of Little John. You can look for them wherever tackles so. Remember, folks, nothing catches fish like mirror lure. Go to MirrorLure.com.
1: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show.
4: Good morning.
3: Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Sunday morning. Phone lines are open. If you care to give us a call, we would love to hear from you. 713-572-4610. That's 713-572-4610. All right, let's get to the call lines. First up this morning is Rick Bice. Rick, good morning. What's up, man?
7: Good morning, Captain. Good morning, Captain Mickey. I Good wanted morning. to uh, comment on um, some things that uh, Captain Lynn talked about earlier. Um, two, two things. One is he was talking about calling all the eight eight pointers.
3: hmm Well, I he had was a, talking about pointed. that's what the biologist told him. Yeah.
7: Right, and I, I'm going to just tell you real quick. Then I was involved in for a number of years. I sold a really good friend of mine a a ranch that I was dying to buy. I just couldn't swing a deal. And I have in a very, what I'd call the uh, ground zero hill country. Mm. And at one time it had been hunted really hard, but it really hadn't been hunted. But there wasn't nothing there farm. There was no natural water on this whole 2,000 acres course there was no more deer feeders or deer plots or anything and so what we come up with is we and we were not seeing any deer i mean just hardly any deer right so we start we come up with this idea we're gonna start cleaning this place up and uh, get some feeders going and and some deer stands and a food plot we're going to figure out some uh, water stations we're going to we're going to figure this out and um so we started on that and you know it took a i mean a full almost like a full-time job for a year to do it right and so we had we formed a little hunting club of our immediate friends who all had boys and the oldest one was about 14 and there was 18 of them total And uh, we had them out there working, and uh, their job was to, well, multiple jobs. And so when it came our first time to hunt, we didn't hunt for two years. We told them, we want you to shoot eight pointers, and we want you to shoot any odd number under that, sevens, fives, and threes. Leave the spikes and four points alone. And don't touch a 10 point. And you know, some of the guys were going, Man, you gonna shoot all these eight points? I said, Yep, get them out of here. If there's any here, we're seeing them. Because we started drawing them in. So that first year we wanted that we wanted that ranch saturated with hunters. and that everybody had to we had a clipboard and never stand, tell us what you saw, how many does, how many bucks, da 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 da. So we kind of built us some some stats, so to speak. So once we kind of figure out what we had and didn't have, we really dropped a bomb on them and said, okay, we're going to start hunting. Our hunting season is going to start hunting Thanksgiving weekend. We're not going to start hunting the first of November because there are some other big ranches around us that had a lot of pressure on them.
3: Mm-hmm.
7: And we wanted to move them deer over on us.
3: Drive them deer to you, exactly. And and if you got plenty of food and water did. for them, they'll stay.
7: We kept doing that same eight and odd number for two more years. And, Nikki, after that, we cut them loose because we, by then we had cameras everywhere. We had learned that ranch, you know, every nook and cranny of it. It took a while to do it on 2,000 acres in that old rough country. And, uh, man, I'm going to tell you what. We built a lodge up there, and to this day, you would not believe some of the 10s and 12s and 13s. We even got a 14 right. and 115 in there. Yep. Now, they're not big scoring deer, 135. I think the biggest deer we got in there is 154.
3: No, but, but for, for the hill genetic country, genetic strain through the hill country, they were really yep. good deer for that area, Sure.
7: Yeah, yeah, it was just low fence, just an old hill country buck. But, man, i tell you what, it it really worked. It doesn't sound right, but it worked. Anyway, I wanted to comment on one other thing he said. He was talking about a mountain lion would go after a doe because a buck would fight.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
7: Okay? I've seen seen mountain, I'm sorry? No, he
3: was saying that, uh, uh, A mountain lion will go for a buck because he'll stand his ground. He won't run like a doe. He'll stand his ground. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah.
7: You're right. I said that wrong. I apologize.
3: That's
4: all right.
7: I've seen mountain lions. I've never seen one go after a deer. But last year I was sitting up on what I think was an old uh, farming erosion levy, erosion control levy, and I'm looking at about a 400 acre uh, hayfield, and there's a big wooded draw on one side, and then there's a fence on the other that's thick, so thick with, with high, 10 foot tall brush, yaupon, you couldn't shoot a 30 or 6 bullet through it. But there was a fence in it. Right. And uh, I'm sitting up there, and all of a sudden, here come this buck and the doe and they are absolutely going left to right they are absolutely at a dead run i mean not they're not just running they are they're at the racetrack buddy they're they're going well about i want to say 40 50 yards behind them out of that wooded draw here comes two cows and they're at a dead run this is obvious they're going after those deer they passed up They passed up the dope. Now, these are coyotes. You would think the opposite. They wanted that buck. And they went after that buck, and that buck hit that. I thought, he's going to hit that wire, and it's going to be over right there. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you, I can see the other side of it. And – I'm going to tell you what. He went through that thing like it wasn't even there, at a did run, and so did them cows. <laughs> and I don't know if they ever caught him or not, but I'll tell you what. It was a run for the death. Oh, yeah. For somebody. So, anyway, but, yeah, they they went after the buck, which really surprised but anyway, I wanted to just mention that because I was sitting there going, yep, I know what he's talking about.
3: Don't yeah. sound right.
7: Once again, it's one of them that don't sound right.
3: Exactly. But I'm with anyway. you, man.
7: Well, Mickey, thank you for letting me talk on the show. And you right, have Rick. a great holiday. And uh, everybody have safe. Be smart out there.
3: All right, buddy. Will you do the same, man.
7: All right. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. See you.
3: Thank you. All right. All right, we'll take this break. We'll come back with Roy Simmons, Guitar Dave, and Big John, and we do have more lines available for the final segment, 713-572-4610. And I need to take a moment to talk about what's going on. Today's the last day for the Galveston Fishing Extravaganza, and that's at the Galveston County Fairgrounds at 10 Jacks Brooks Park Road. That's in Hitchcock, Texas, and uh, today they're – Final hours will be ten AM to five PM. So if you've been and want to go back, they'll be cutting some great deals. I know they a lot of folks don't want to carry all the product home. They hauled up there. So load up the family and head out to the fairgrounds and check out great deals on tackle, boats, RVs, and a lot more, along with food trucks, a kid zone, free parking, and uh if you got a ten dollar wristband, it's good for the entire weekend. So Get out to the Galveston County Fishing Extravaganza this weekend at the Galveston County Fairgrounds in Hitchcock, Texas. That's uh, That ends today, so don't miss
2: out. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. live from the twin peak studios sports radio 610 presents the outdoor show with captain mickey eastman
3: good morning welcome back to the sports radio 610 outdoor show all right 634 here in the bayou city final segment already all right let's go up to Richland chambers reservoir let's check in with Mr. Roy Simmons, see how he's doing. Royce, good morning. How's it going, man?
6: Mickey, and just wanted to keep it short and say happy birthday, America, and just, uh, I don't know, I feel like I saw more flags and more people uh, celebrating this, going into this again than I have in a few years, so I don't know. Maybe I'm just hallucinating or wanting to see what no, I want to I, see. I but see i down
3: this way my way too, man. It's uh, people are... Uh, they're starving for some new leadership. <laughs> They're I, I,
6: I've, I've got to attribute that to some of it, but uh, you know, it's just—it's uh, just good to see those flags out. And yesterday, as the the lake started to. You know, we never had much traffic on our lake. It was a very quiet Monday through Friday, and then by the time we got off to clean some fish, they were coming in pretty steady, and a bunch of those boats had flags behind them, and, uh, right. and uh, people ready to celebrate and get out and enjoy it, even with this hot weather. I mean, I was surprised to see the number of folks coming in, uh, you know, Saturday afternoon for a long weekend for most of them, I guess. Well, that's that's good to hear. I like it. That's good to hear. We had a good week of fishing. We had top water every morning for the first hour or so, and then a couple of good cloud cover stayed up for uh, more shoreline schooling than main lake schooling and then uh usually about ten o'clock you know we're we're thinking about coming in, but we'd get off a point and get uh, some really nice bigger hybrids which uh, bait guys and gals that catch a few more big ones than us, but we had a good big fish week too. So uh it slowed just a little bit. You could tell it with the increased traffic we started seeing yesterday. But uh it it's been a good week on R C. The lake's full, uh you know, it's good shape. Boat ramps are good and uh it's just uh ready for folks to have a good holiday weekend and uh and seriously that's all I wanted to do is say thanks for the time you give us and happy birthday America
3: hey you're on it buddy i appreciate it and uh everybody else listening does too it's uh it's a good holiday i've always loved fourth of july always have yeah. yeah
6: it's uh you know not quite as big on our lake as memorial day is seems like maybe a few more campers and overnighters and stuff but uh it's a plenty big holiday with folks getting out yeah. and braving the the, the wet conditions and then jumping in the pool or jumping in a lake and cooling down. So can't That's beat it. it.
3: Firing up the we'll barbecue catch- pit and all that good stuff.
6: Man, <laughs> man we're going to fish. Adam and I are going to fish tomorrow, and we're taking off July the 4th and doing the hot dog and hamburger thing for the kids. There you and go, kids, hot dogs
3: so. and hamburgers, briskets, <laughs> ribs, chicken. Hey, you name it, cook it, baby, cook it. <laughs>
6: It it's in store. I'm I'm out of here. You just have a great week, okay?
3: Throw your number out. Somebody wants to call you and Adam about coming up and fishing with you guys.
6: You bet. Nine zero three eight nine four one one seven. Go on fishing. Biz and uh, catch up with you after the holidays. Have a good one.
3: Hey, you bet, Royce. Hey, good hearing yeah. from you, my friend. See you, man. You bet. Thanks. All right, all right. Next up, let's go to Old Guitar Dave. Dave, tell me some he lies. Hey hey Captain Mickey. Hey, uh, we're live on radio.
8: Hey, you know, let me start off with a uh, happy fourth of July to everybody and in, in, in remembrance of old Seymour Kremlin. God bless us, God keep us and God bless America. But y'all all be safe out there and I sure did like uh Captain Mickey when when Lynn Smith was talking because I got so many overalls I didn't know things could crawl in that side
5: pouch over there. <laughs> yeah they can. You wade in the water,
3: man. That old jelly's <laughs> It'll work its way into areas you never thought of, so you better have some drawers on. Well, in
8: Polish, in Polish, uh, drawers are keys. My mom would say, "Put some clean keys on, so y'all, in case y'all were in an accident." <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, I've always but called no. them underwear, but I like when people say drawers. You know, drawers. Put drawers yeah, put your, on.
8: your drawers on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, and you know, uh, oh, uh, what I was going to say is dynam- dynamite and gunpowder is nothing to play with so everybody be safe out there and don't blow a finger off or something like that or shoot up oh, in the I air or anything it. like that you know and we're preaching to the choir probably but yeah you know, there was but, a meme and,
3: going around on facebook it showed a guy's hand it didn't have any fingers on it but it had the thumbs up happy fourth of july <laughs> oh, oh yeah talking about work you, you know because hey they are dangerous you got to be careful with that stuff that's uh hey you get you that
8: punk and lay it on the ground. and, and, and I ain't even going to tell you what we used to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, I mean, because uh, I don't want to get any kids and, you know, explode or anything. But gunpowder is a very powerful thing. And, uh, man,
3: I tell
8: you, hey, and don't be shooting Roman camels at each other. That's not a good thing either. You can put somebody's eye out with that.
3: We used to have bottle rocket wars. We'd make uh, oh. bottle rocket guns out of uh, conduit, <laughs> and you'd I, have one guy loading the sliding the bottle rocket in there, and you'd aim it. But I we'd be far enough the, apart. I mean, it wouldn't hurt you. It
8: wouldn't be. It would be less dangerous with the potato gun, <laughs> you yeah. know what that, but that still could explode. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, that's, so. you know, we had a kid in our neighborhood. I don't know. I was probably eight or ten years old, and he had—he uh, yes, had a whole big old long pack of five hundred black cats hanging out of his uh, back pocket. And Uh-oh. they lit off, and man, his butt looked like hamburger meat after that went off. He would—nobody could tackle him. He was running around. <clears throat> they were blowing up, and just—it it was terrible. I remember that like it was yesterday.
8: Yeah. Normally, if I do something like that, I'll take them and put it inside my uh, barbecue pit, light them off, and then run. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I mean, like when you throw a hanger people
3: had blow up between their fingers. I've had it happen before. A fast fuse, you know, you'll light it, and man, it just goes off. So I hear you. Yeah.
8: Hey, you know, I watch Everybody a lot of the. Everybody wants to light them and weapons. throw them, you know. I, I, I watch a lot of westerns where the dynamite when they're blowing up this or blowing up that, and you see the fuse going. You know the old westerns, you know. And, and, and actually, if you watch those old western shows, it teaches you a lot about don't mess around with gunpowder, man. Because yeah,
9: hey, these and young and then it's against the law.
8: Stuff. To, hey, it's a it's against the law to float a, a stick of dynamite out to the middle of a pond and blow it up. Do not do that or telephone do not do
3: that either. You know? well, yeah, I mean that's common sense. Everybody knows that. Well, I hope
8: everybody listening to this show knows it. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah,
3: they do. I mean, if, you know, anybody that's doing it, they're just outlawing.
8: Just, well, hey, we, we may have some new listeners that are like, "Hey, man, maybe I ain't got. I got to hide a little more." <laughs> you know, I don't
3: know. Well, I'm, i just a good, you know, common sense goes a long way, Dave. Yes, sir. It really does. You know, I it, mean. <laughs> right hey, and I that tell stupid. you what
8: hey and I, you know hey real quick on my dogs I've been working with my uh Australian blue healer and my and my mama dog she's getting a little old and so uh, I don't know she's pretty old but my Australian blue healer man he has just been working me to death throwing stuff and he's he's a real good uh catcher and fetcher, and I'm glad that they're here so that you know that's but Captain Mickey, that's about all I got to say all right, right there.
3: Yeah. Hey, Sounds thanks. For, thanks
8: a lot. God bless us. God keep us. God bless
3: Merck, Captain. McGee. Later. All right, man. All right. Next up, let's go to Big John. Big John. Good morning. How are you, man?
9: Hello. Good morning. Happy fun Sunday. How you doing?
3: How's do everybody doing? Oh,
9: I'm doing fine. Hey, uh, did not Shocky Marquez just have a birthday?
3: Yeah, it was um, Wednesday. June the twenty eighth. Yes. Guess what? Me and him born on the same day. I turned sixty on June the twenty eighth. I'll be darned. Well, awesome. Happy birthday, yes. to you,
9: John. Thank you. Yeah, I'm still a young pup though.
3: Ah, <laughs> you're getting there.
9: Yeah, it's the old shocky, big John said, "Happy birthday, late birthday." So yeah, he say, he you know?
3: wanted me to go play golf with him and his dad, but I was already tied down. I couldn't get away to go do it and play on his birthday. But uh, <laughs> I got an invite anyway. That that means a lot to me.
9: Oh, well, that's nice. That's the main thing, you know. The invite. Yeah, my grandbabies—they uh, all had me, sports, so I couldn't get away from nobody. Right. <laughs> when. <laughs>
3: Yeah I've, been, oh, yeah, I've had my yeah. grandson for a couple of days, man. I love grandkids. Nothing like them. Oh
9: yeah, Oh keep definitely you young. They oh, wear
3: you down, man.
9: Yeah, well, they keep you going. You know, that's mm. the main thing. I I have eight of them, and I just had a I got a, a four month little Good man. Yes, yeah.
3: that's awesome.
9: Yeah, I have eight of them. Yes, and they they love pawpaw. Oh my goodness,
3: is that what they call <laughs> you? Is Paw
9: Oh, Paul Paul. <laughs> Mine call me Paul. Papaw.
3: I'm Papaw. Papaw. You're Papaw and I'm Papaw.
9: <laughs> <laughs> Papaw, but they're, they're fun and everything. But happy fourth to everybody, man, and everything. And let Mark, uh, Shockey Marquez know, you know, by the tell happy birthday for him. So, I'm sure right. he'll hear
3: it if, if he listens to uh, the podcast. He'll hear it.
9: All right. Okay. All right, John. Well, hey, happy
3: for it to you, buddy. See you, man.
9: Same to you. All right. Later.
3: All right. All right. Big John weighing in this morning. Let's go to Dan. Dan, good morning. You're on the outdoor show. What's up?
10: Yeah, good morning. How are you, Mickey?
3: Good. How are you, Dan?
10: I'm good. Hey, I live down here in Brownsville. I fish the Laguna Madre. I right. fish with Brian Barrera sometimes. And I want to talk a little bit quick about the limits. Uh, yes, you sir. and Bink and Brian were talking about. Uh, here's what people got to quit looking at the Bay system as a food source. They got to start looking at it as a as a, a sports source. You know, we can't
3: exactly. go out
10: there and expect that that Bay is going to support us. There's too much Facebook, too much YouTube, equipment's too good. So what I would say is everybody needs to get hold of, TPW, send them an email, a letter, a call, whatever. And your idea of, you know, or Bink's idea of of suspending that for at least a year and leave the limit at three, Uh, if they want to compromise, move it to four. That would be better than five. But uh, we're seeing down here there's a lot more trout in the bay than there was, and they're all hanging right under that uh, 17 inches. They're all 16 inches and fifteen inches, and when they lower the size to fifteen, they're all going to be fourteen and thirteen um, but yeah, and the, the
3: reason for that is because you're catching up what you've matured, you know and grown right,
10: right, and so well we what see it we more
3: nowadays to... because of the you know there's more people fishing now and and we have fewer fish and, and it's more prevalent to us we can actually see what we're doing to the fishery. Back, you know, when we oh, yeah. had millions of fish everywhere, you couldn't see that. But now you can. Well,
10: yeah. Well, you know, I used to live in the Midwest. We thought uh, Truman Lake, for instance, was uh, fifty-five thousand acres. Thought it could never be ca- caught out of crappies. Huh. That idea lasted about two years. Right. And we caught it out, and then they had to do the limits. And and the the game commission came along and said, "The lake, well, tpw has got to move. it. this isn't twenty years ago, no, it's um, not."
3: You know, we're too good at catching these fish. We're too good, and there's the more of us. Look look how saltwater oh. fishing has just expanded. I mean, it's exploded. I mean, there's oh, so man. many people I doing it now. I wouldn't
10: go for the next the next five days with this holiday. Forget it. I'm staying home playing golf, you know. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I wouldn't even think about going.
3: Exactly. And,
10: uh, you know, it's great. I mean, people are having a good time, but we're wearing out
3: the resource. Well, our friends and, in Florida told us this years ago, I remember 20 years ago fishing tournaments over there, and they'd come over here and fish with us, and they'd go, you guys aren't going to be able to sustain this. No. Y'all kill fish here.
10: And they no, were right. well, look at Louisiana. They have very big limits, and their fish
3: are all, what, 10 inches long or something? Well, they're, they're a runt pond. I mean, hey, if it wasn't yeah. for the 12-inch minimum, they would never catch a limit.
10: No, no. And, and so people need to get a hold of, you know, the years ago, we had that silent majority term. But uh, people need to get a hold of TPW and and try to put some pressure on them. And maybe, you That's know, maybe they'll, they'll move it. Yeah, because going to five is, you know, you guys should have been at three, too. I,
3: that was, I don't I agree. That I don't position. know why they did that. I still. Do I don't know either.
10: I never saw any statistics that backed that up at all. But, uh, you know, down here. Uh, you know, that whole lagoon in Madre, most of it's three feet deep yeah. and there's no, there's nowhere for those fish to hide. No. And they just get hammered. And, and so people need to, you know, so that's, I guess that's what I'm calling for is, is anybody who's, who's ready for it, send a letter or email or something to TPW and let's see if we can get them to think about it for a while. Maybe idea, I don't know, man. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, well, I appreciate Otherwise, the call this that, morning. Yeah, thanks. Have a happy Fourth of July. Thanks
3: for listening, you bad man. Enjoyed it. See ya. Thank you. Bye. All right, all right. Who's next up here? We've got uh, Donnie. Donnie, you're on the outdoor show. Good morning.
5: Hey, Captain Mickey. What's up? I heard uh, you. I heard you and Jeff Coat talking the other day about that tap water in Galveston being salty. I used to go down there when I was, used to go down there when I was a little kid to my grandma's. She'd keep a big old pitcher of uh, cold uh, tap water in the uh, refrigerator, man. It, you could right. you could get by with it pretty good, man. It tastes all right when you get it real cold, man. Uh, yeah. That stuff was that stuff was almost like drinking beach water if you drink it right out of the
3: tap. <laughs> no, it's it warm out it, of the tap, man. It was it was gnarly. Yeah, I tried to just... find
5: out why. I I tried to find out why that was. They were saying something about
3: you know about
5: the. The water treatment places and the salt water maybe getting washed off into there, I guess. And then I heard Jeff Coat talking about it. You know that salt salt water will go down, you know, into the groundwater and stuff like that, and get into that tap water like that. Oh and,
3: yeah, it does. But it
5: was salty. Yeah, know. Uh, on on the fourth, man, my nephew. Oh man, he's crazy. Uh, we I used to shoot bottle rockets and Roman candles at each other. But he would right. get them mortar shells and hold them by that wooden base no and, shoot them across, and shoot them across my sister's pond, man. She had a freshwater <laughs> pond. He'd shoot that thing across there, man. I'm telling you, man, I'd, that's where I drew the line. I wouldn't do that. But uh, one of them little balls that come out of there, man, I'm telling you, that things would melt right through your leg if one of them balls got on you. I'm telling you, man. I well, couldn't believe that, boy. He come
3: inside the – you know, and I've seen those tubes that, come, you know, comes in that set, and you drop them down in there, and I've seen them go bad and blow out the side, and when that artillery yeah. shell goes spinning one way, and if you're in the line of fire of it, you're going to get smoked by that thing. you got to be careful yeah, my with that si- stuff.
5: Yeah, my sister had this little uh, 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 Jack Russell Terrier. His name was P.T., uh, my sister, brother in all-sister are bikers. They give him give him a biker name. I guess his name was P.T. He called him p- part-time dog, man. But that dog, you'd see, you know them little things you'd sit on the ground, little metal things, and they'd spin and go oh, up the in there. air. the spins, arc, I of, uh,
3: jumping jacks or whatever they call them. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah, those or whatever. But we'd set one of those off, and that dang uh, 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 Jack Russell Terrier, he'd all squat down and be barking like crazy, going nuts. And uh, when that thing would finally take off, he would jump up straight up in the air and then kind of go, he'd try to follow it, you know, when it'd fly over his head. And he'd sit there and do a backflip, you know, trying to get to that thing. That dog was nuts. He'd be down there when you'd try to, he'd be, he'd be down there trying to fish when that dog, you know, uh, would be on the pond and sitting, we're fishing off the side of the pond, try to catch some bass. And uh, that dog would be making so much noise. They'd try to run him off and everything. But then I had a friend of mine tell me, he said, did you always catch fish when that dog was out there? I said, yeah, you're right. I always catch fish when Peachy was out there barking. He said them fish might like the, that noise and stuff. The fish kind of like noise, something like beating on the boat and stuff like that. But, uh, right. he's a cr- crazy old dog. My nephew had a big old, uh, iguana, about six feet long with his tail and stuff. And, uh, he would kind of live on the pond, you know, as a pet of my nephew's, but he got loose and he would live on the pond. And, uh, that dang jazz wrestle terrier, so like that lizard one time, that iguana and, uh, that iguana started going up the tree. He got about four or five feet up the tree, and that little Jack Russell Terry crawled up on the tree. You know, a dog will kind of run and jump on the tree and then kind yeah, of claw his Russell way up a little. Yeah,
3: Jack a tree, man. Yeah,
5: got, yeah, he got yeah. up there, and he got a hold of that uh, uh, lizard's tail, man. And then, of <laughs> course, the, the, when he got a hold of the tail, the tail broke off, and then he was on the ground, and uh, he, he, he looked, and that tail was just wiggling in his mouth. And then, then he realized he didn't have the lizard. He dropped the tail and tried to climb up there again. He almost got to that lizard. That lizard. He got up to the lizard, but then the lizard turned around and bite him in the face and stuff. But uh, anyway, that, that old dog, he was something. He lived to be about 14 years old, but then he got it like a seizure. And uh, then he couldn't walk or nothing. My sister would take him around to the pond just to be with the other dogs because he couldn't even walk and in a wheelbarrow walking around the pond with the other dogs and stuff. And uh, that old dog was something. He came back, but he came back. He's kind of, his brain kind of wired around, you know, that uh, seizure or whatever. Then I seen him out there one day. I thought I was dreaming or drunk. I go, that dog was out there running like he was, you know, two or three years old again. But uh, he didn't last much longer after that. He came back for a while, but uh, he didn't make it much longer. But uh, right. they had so many dogs, man. Out there, man, they must have had 10 dogs buried on their property. My nephew, when a dog would die, my nephew would always say, man, I'll dig the hole and you can, you know. And, uh, yeah, everybody you, has you, a you, pet bury them, him, you know, know, but
3: I had one yeah, in my old house, and I had a girl, Her little, one of her little chihuahuas died one time, and she put it in a shoebox and brought it over and asked me to bury it for her next to my dog, so I did. <laughs>
5: I used, it, to, I used to do lawn cemetery. service with this. I used to do this lawn service with a pet cime- at a pet cemetery you know we'd eat around the little uh dog graves and stuff right. and my uh, crazy uh uh boss with uh lawn service boss he had a dog man named Daisy is a beautiful white uh, labrador and uh English labrador i guess they are and uh that dog would when we'd go out to that pet cemetery that dog would always go sit on the same dog grave and just sit there real quiet man that same huh. grave it was weird man but uh, Anyway, uh, that's all I got, and uh, everybody, I have a good, uh, happy Black Cat Day, and be, please do not, please do shoot some uh, Roman candles or bottle rockets, but do not grab their mortar shells and try to shoot them.
3: No, that you're playing. <laughs> that, with the That's curdole,
5: not a good man. idea. But uh, no, it's not. anyway, y'all have a good day, and uh, you too, Don. I'll talk to
3: y'all. Okay, have all a good right, one. See Bye. you now, later. All right. Well, that's a wrap for this Sunday. But uh, I hope everybody has a great holiday. Be safe out there and uh, enjoy it all you can. Happy birthday, America. And uh, we'll be back next week bright and early on Thursday morning at 4 a.m. right here at Sports Radio 610 KILT Houston.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?